well to turn to God's Word. We've been ministering from the epistle that Peter wrote. James chapter 4, verse 7 to 8. Submit yourself then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God or draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Praise the Lord. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Father, Lord, we thank you and we praise you for your word. We pray that you will speak into our lives. We pray that you will speak life into our lives. Thank you, Father. Revive us, rejuvenate us, refresh us. Hallelujah. Draw us closer to you, Father. Thank you, Father. Do a greater, deeper, wider work in each and every one of us, Father. Surround us, surround us with your love, affection, and care. Every resistance to the preaching of God's word, we bind it in Jesus' name. We take victory in the name of Jesus. As your word says, they overcame the enemy by the word of the testimony and the blood of the Lamb. We overcome the enemy in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Amen. Praise the Lord. Today we move into the third part of the series that we were talking about. Steps to victory. We were talking about how Apostle uh, James puts it. And uh, in the epistle of it is clearly given what is the battle plan that formulates in the scripture. How is it that we have to conduct ourselves so that how is it that we need to conduct ourselves so that we will be victorious as God wants us to be victorious? Praise the Lord. Amen. So we read from James chapter 4, verse 7 to 8. The, the battle plan is very clearly given. What is it that we need to do? So we had talked about three major steps, and we covered the three steps, and we are looking further into it. The first step being... The upward direction, the upward direction, what does that mean? We need to submit to God and we need to draw near to God. And there is an outcome when we do so. Every time when we yield ourselves to the mandates in the scripture, there is an outcome. And the outcome is God draws to us. The next thing that we said was, we need to have an inner look, an inward direction. Inward direction. What does that mean? That means before we get into that battle with the enemy, we need to make sure that our, clean, our hands are clean or the kind of activities that we get into. And it also, the Bible says, purify our hearts. So a heart that is purified and the agents that are used to purify us is one, the blood of Jesus. Number two, the water of God's word. Praise the Lord. So a heart that is pure. Our, our hearts, our motives should be pure. 
and our activities should be clean in the sight of God. And what is it? What else he says? Make sure that we are not double-minded, not here and there, one day here, one day there, one day saying this, the next day saying something else. Last year the stand was this, this year it's a new stand. You cannot, praise the Lord. Do not be double-minded, praise God. Every time we take an action, there is a reaction to every action, praise God. When we are double-minded, then things will go wrong. What is it that is the outcome? Outcome is holiness, praise God. And holiness is a character of God. God wants us to emulate that holy nature in each and every one of our lives. Last week, we talked about the outward direction. What does that mean? Resist the devil, praise God. When you resist the devil, when you stand, when we said what is resisting? Resisting is opposing. Resisting is withstanding. Standing against the onslaught of the enemy. The ideology of the enemy. The concepts of the enemy. The principles that comes from the enemy camp. Praise God. It might look glamorous. It might look glazed. Praise God. But we know from the scripture that if we do not resist the plans of the enemy, he will overcome it, overcome us, and that's not what God desires. How is it that we resist? We said we need to close our eyes and close our ears to his suggestions and temptations. Praise God. We resist the devil by closing our eyes, closing our ears to his temptations and to his suggestion. We talked about the importance of taking care of the eye gate and the ear gate. The eyes is a window of our souls and the world is, hallelujah, constantly throwing images at us, throwing sounds at us, beckoning us, appealing to our affections, to our appetites, to our associations, and is trying to grab our attention away from God and godly things. So we need to resist the devil effectively if we have to be victorious in our life. Praise the Lord. And what is the outcome? The outcome is very obvious as the scripture says. But the enemy is very slick. And that's why the Bible says we are not unaware of the schemes of the enemy. We need to be aware of the schemes of the enemy. The onslaught of the enemy does not come in the most obvious ways. And we, we proved it from the scriptures. We proved it from the scriptures. And how is it that we tackle? The Bible makes it very clear that we need to use the word of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And how do we do it? We need to memorize the scripture. We need to recite the scripture or utter them. And we need to submit ourselves to the scripture. If we don't submit ourselves to, our script, to the scripture, then we cannot be effective. We can memorize, we can utter those verses, 
but it's not going to be effective because we are not submitting ourselves to the scripture. Praise the Lord. And we gave examples about it. Okay, we also brought this to our attention, how Satan uses people to lead us astray. Praise God. David was a very powerful man, a man of God, a man after God's own heart. Praise God. Had godly desires, had very noble desires, but Satan incited him to do something which looked harmless. And David exerted his God-given power to do something which did not please God. All he did was count, but behind the counting, behind the senses, there was two hidden things. One was pride that had crept into his heart. And that can happen to any one of us. Praise the Lord. The other, other one was blatant disobedience to the word of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The command was very clear. Exodus 30, 12. How, is, how a nation as Israel should take census. He was disobedient. And what happens? The Bible says the command was evil in the sight. And so God was displeased. And there was judgment leased out on the people of Israel. So, shall we come today and shall we look into God's word? We said that when Jesus was tempted, we see the strategy that the enemy uses. Praise the Lord. The enemy, the strategy that was used there was trying to get Jesus to use his power to satisfy his hunger, which was due to the long fast or the long time that he had spent in fasting and in prayer. Praise the Lord. But Jesus overcame that by the word of God, unleashing the sword of the spirit and stilling the voice of Satan and being victorious. So we need to understand the strategy of the enemy. Praise the Lord. There is always strategies that the enemy weaves and he sends it out. Unless we are sensitive to the Lord, to the Holy Spirit. Late last night, I got a call from one of the young men and he asked me certain things and I said, you have to keep yourself connected to the Lord. In every phase of our lives, we want to hear what the Lord says, otherwise we can go wrong in our life regardless of what it is. So shall we look into the strategy this morning? The strategy that Satan uses, number one, casting doubt or the if factor, using the if factor. When you study the first two temptations that Jesus faces after the 40-day fasting, this is what Satan said, if you are the Son of God, do so. Praise the Lord. If you are the Son of God. When you, when you read Matthew chapter 3 and how it ends, we hear God the Father testifying about the Son. God the Father is saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Praise the Lord. And then here now Satan brings the if 
factor or trying to cast a doubt. Or uh, if you are the son of God, command these stones to become bread. Use your power. Last week I told you that we all have powers and there is powers that God has given us where we can use it. The power in our, in our home domain. The power in our work domain. The power in our business domain. The power in our church domain. God has given us power and God wants us to make sure that we use the God-given power appropriately, meaning according to the word of God in a consistent manner. So here, Satan is employing this this, this tactics, the if factor, if you are the son of God, praise God, doubt, casting doubt, prove that you are the son of God by using your power, turn this pebble into bread and pacify the, the gnawing pains of hunger that you are experiencing. Praise God. Jesus had no doubt about who he was. Praise God. Hallelujah. No one has to testify. Heaven testified. Praise God. Very clearly. One, as he started his ministry, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. He talks about a life up to 30 years before he goes into the ministry. The next time you hear heaven testify is when there is a sound from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. During the mid time of his ministry, during the latter time of his ministry, as he goes up to the mountain, transfiguration again the heaven says this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased heaven should attest who we are at the same time deep down you and I should be convinced assured have the confidence of our identity who are you we are the children of God I am the son of God you are the daughter of God. You have been chosen by him. You have been called by him. He has chosen us in Christ Jesus before the foundations of the world. Hallelujah. I am a child of God. I am not slaves to sin. I am a child of God. Therefore stand firm where God has placed you. Stand firm in the word of God and resist the devil don't let the enemy tell you this and that praise God if you are a son of God your I mine and your identity in Christ is secure and it should be secure if there is anyone seated in the house who is not sure I want to tell you the Bible says the spirit in us Number one, we have been sealed by the Holy Spirit. Number two, the Holy Spirit has been deposited within us. And every one of us should be filled with the Holy Spirit, with the, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. You have been sealed with the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is deposited in you. And Paul writing to the, whole, to the Romans says, the Spirit in us 
witnesses to our spirit that we are the children of God. Wow. Praise God. So don't let anyone else tell you who you are. You are a child of God. Now one. Number two. You need to have a very clear identity as to who you are. We live in a world where there is so much confusion about gender identity. Praise the Lord. I don't know how many of you know that the government is moving. Some city governments, some local governments are moving. When are moving and making decisions, they want to come out with the birth certificate, which would not show what the gender of a child is. In other words, when a child is given birth, the, the hospital or the city issues a birth certificate. If you look at the birth certificate, the gender is given. The name is given. The name is given by the, by the parents. But let me ask you, who determines your gender? Who determines your gender? So if you have an issue with that, where do we take it? Now, don't blame your parents. Your parents have nothing to do with it. Your parents have nothing to do with your gender. God has decided who you should be, what your gender is. Okay? Now the government is deciding that, you know, we want to leave it blank. What if you want to, tomorrow you think that this is not what your gender is? Well, there's a reason I bring this up. This is very important. Because this is how the enemy cast doubt into you. Okay? See, the Bible says in Psalm 139 that the Lord saw our unformed body in our mother's womb. Okay? That is when you, when you were an embryo, a fetus, when you were in your mama's womb, God saw your unformed body. Now, now when you read Ephesians, the Bible says that we were chosen in Christ Jesus before the foundation of the world. The other day I was out of, out of state and I was in a discussion that was going on. And a young man has, seems to have a doubt. He feels that he's a male, but actually he's a female. Hello? He feels, no, this is not a joke. The, the older people might think this, this, this is not a joke. This is a serious thing. He feels that he's, a, he's actually a woman trapped in a man's body. And there are some women who feel they are a woman, they are actually a man who is trapped in a woman's body. Whoa. So on inquiry, they're saying they hear voices. The voices are saying that they are actually a woman that's trapped in a man's body. Let me tell you, that's not the voice of the Spirit. It is not the voice of the Holy Spirit. It is some other spirit speaking to you. God did not make a mistake. When he created a male, he created a male. He did not create a female in a male body. When he created a woman, he created a woman. He did not create a man in a woman's body. God does not make that kind of mistake. You know, people make mistakes, but God does not. You need to be very clear of your identity. Your identity in Christ. 
Your identity as God has created you. Your identity as your calling. What is it that God has called you out? Your identity in, in the realms of the kingdom of God. What is it that God has assigned you to do when God has put you on the face of this world? This is what the enemy plays around you. He plays around you with your mind. Praise God. Don't give room for the enemy to play around with your mind. What you need to do is guard your mind. Safeguard your mind. Be careful what goes into your mind. Don't let trash come into your mind. Don't let the world come into your mind. Allow the spirit of God to come into your mind. To resist the devil means to close your eyes and close your ears to what he suggests and the temptation that he brings and open your eyes and open your ears to hear what God has to say that's what Jesus said he wasn't here let him hear what the spirit has to say amen praise the Lord number one casting doubt number two act independently praise God act independently praise God you know Satan took Jesus and he showed him the glory and the glamour of the world and said I give it to you all these things to you just bow down and worship and you know what Jesus said Jesus said get away from me get out of my face Satan uh, because the scripture says worship the Lord your God and serve him only Praise God. Listen. Listen. Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. You cannot worship Jesus on Sundays and serve something else other days. Can't. Can't. That's what the Bible says. Do not be double-minded. You cannot worship Jesus on weekends and live the way that you want and serve something else the other day. If Friday night, booze is my God. If Friday night, partying is my God. If Friday night, the world is my God. God does not consider your worship as worship. Simple. Praise Listen. Satan showed Jesus the glamour of the world and said, I will give you all these things. Just bow down and worship. The response is important. The response, Jesus said, worship the Lord God only and serve him only. Praise God. Hallelujah. What does this mean? Act independently. Jesus in all of his ministry said, I do what my father, what I hear my father say. I have come to do the will of my father. My meat is to do the, my meat is to what? To, to do or my meat is to feed myself with the will of my father. Praise God. And to glorify him and to please him. In other words, he would not do anything independently 
independently, but he would only do what his father told him to do, what what he saw his father doing. He just enacted that on the... For that to happen, you need to be linked to him. Praise God. Hallelujah. So there is always a temptation to do things independently. It is. In every realm. Praise God. See, God has made us, in God has given us independence. Okay? He has set us free. We were bound in sin. We were slaves to sin. We had the shackles on. We were in the dominion of darkness. Thank God Jesus came. He broke the shackles. He set us free. And he said, you're free. Enjoy experience liberty in Christ Jesus. So you and I, as much as we are experiencing independence, the independence is depending on God for his guidance, for his direction, for his strength, for his empowerment to live a life that is pleasing to him. The challenge is act independently. Independently, meaning independent of God and God's word. What does that got to do with us? Everything. A child of God's life is governed by the word of God. Your personal life is governed by the word of God. Your family is governed by the word of God. Your work ethics is governed by the word of God. Your business is governed by the word of God. Your life ministry is governed by the word of God. Your church life is governed by the word of God. It is governed by the word of God. As independent I am, I am dependent on the word of God, on the power of God, on the spirit of God. I cannot live an independent life, independent of God and live a life that is pleasing. So in my family, in our family, we need to align ourselves to the governance of the scripture and what God's word says. We have to come under it. No ifs and buts. This is what he's trying to do. Act independently. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. In ministry, you have to be dependent on the Spirit of God. You can't minister whatever you want. You want to minister what God tells you to. Praise God. That's the word in a season. Hearing from God and delivering the word in the right season at the right time brings forth deliverance in the life of God's people. Praise God. The church of Jesus Christ ought to be governed by the word, by the principles, by the precepts of God's word. Praise God. A leader is selected according to the the principle of God's word. The principles that are used to select a leader ought to align with the principles of God's word. 
In the Old Testament, the Bible was clear. When you, when you appointed a prophet, a priest, a king, specific instructions were given how they ought to be selected, how they ought to be anointed, how they ought to be appointed. In the New Testament, when you come in the New Testament, the leadership in the New Testament, the Bible is very clear how they ought to be selected, how they ought to be appointed, how they ought to conduct themselves. Whether they are a pastor, whether they are a bishop, whether they are an elder, whether they are a deacon, regardless of who, what your office is in the house of God, the selection process ought to align itself with the word of God we cannot act independently praise God we ought to be dependent on the word of God and on the spirit of God praise God hallelujah praise God the next thing that we see is this is what the enemy wants to do instant gratification the now Wow, praise God. What is this instant gratification? Praise God. The powwow effect or the wow effect. Praise God. What is that? Create sensationalism. Create a glamour, a glory that is not of God. Praise God. In the Old Testament, when the glory of God came, Praise God. The Bible says, Kabod, the weight of God's glory, the Shekinah glory. When they offered praise and thanksgiving to God, according to the principles of God's word, the glory of God descended. Praise God. And there was such a smoke, such a heaviness of God's glory that the priest could not minister because of the glory of God. If that's so, Paul saying, if the Old Testament glory was so immense, how great is the glory in the New Testament? We don't need to bring in, we don't need to bring in secondary things to show the glory of God. We don't need to employ gimmicks and tactics to bring forth an aura of God's presence. God doesn't want an aura that comes into our presence that is not real, that is not genuine, that is not authentic, employing any tactics that is against the word of God does not bring the presence of God. It is presumptuous to think that God's presence will come where God is not honored. Praise God. When I'm at it, let me just tell you. Don't expect God's presence to come when you're playing a movie songs. It's not going to come. When you do worldly dancing, don't expect God's presence to come. It's mockery. It's mocking God. You can't have both ways. You can't have a wedding service in the morning saying, God, may your presence come. Jesus is the center of it all. Jesus is the center of it all. Oh, what a beautiful name it is. After 
the service is over, you play worldly music and you expect God's presence to be assured. It doesn't work that way. I'm sorry if I'm popping someone of your, some of your bubbles here, but let me tell you, it doesn't work that way. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Instant gratification. What does that mean? It means do the wonder and pacify your hunger. Very simple. Instant gratification. Jump of the top of the temple and create the wow effect. Wow. That's awesome. Jesus said, don't put the Lord to test. Praise God. Satan says, he shall give his angels charge over the, you know, for everything there is scripture now. Praise God. Instant gratification. Look. Jesus did not submit to instant gratification. So what happened? After Jesus won the three temptation by the utterance of God's word, this is what the Bible says, then the devil left him and angels came and ministered to him, bringing him food and serving him. Hello? <laughs> so what did Jesus have to do? What did Jesus have to do? Huh? Venga. Linger, linger, just, just wait, just wait, just wait, just wait. As soon as the temptation was over, angels from heaven came and ministered to his need. The amplified version says, brought him food and started serving him. Don't you think, you think God knows where you are? You, th you don't think that God the Father knew that his son was fasting for 40 days and he's hungry and he needs to be nourished, he needs to be strengthened. God the Father knows. So Satan was kind to cast it out. If you are truly the son of God, turn this, this pebble into bread and you eat that bread and pacify your hunger. Jesus did not fall for that trick and he waited. And the Bible says what happened? The angels came and ministered to him. The devil was offering him devil dogs. How many of you guys have tried the devil dogs? The devil was offering him devil dogs. A God had prepared the angel food for him. God had prepared the hostess Twinkies for him. So devil say, here's the devil dog. Satisfy your hunger. God says, I'm waiting for you, my son. I have the angels' food. If I fed the children of Israel in the wilderness for 40 long years, don't you know that after fasting for 40 days in the wilderness, I will come through for you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Don't fall for the now wow effect. Now, this is something very important. The next part. You know, when the devil had finished all this tempting, he left him until an opportune time. Praise God. What does that mean? It means it's never over. 
when you resist him the bible says he will do what he will flee away he will flee away but that should not put us in a comfortable seat because the bible says the devil left him and waited for the opportune time meaning he said sayonara until next time so every child of god should know regardless of where you are whether you have come out of a battle victorious or you are going through a battle or you had a victory last year the enemy has only left you for a season in other words is waiting for a better time until next time praise god sensitive moments what is this it means when we are prepared when our ears are sensitive to the holy spirit when we are connected when we are so sensitive that we understand the moves of the enemy listen we are not sensitive all the time we should be sensitive to the to the holy spirit all the time that's what god desires and that's what god desires from every one of us when we are sensitive we are able to understand the tricks and the devices and the strategy of the enemy but then there are different moments there are the high moments what are the high moments when your when your popularity rate is high when the polls are saying that you are doing good when everybody is buzz you are the buzzword of everybody's home when people are praising you they want to shower you with accolades and they want to shower you with all kinds of fame and glory you know jesus the bible says they shouted and said hosanna hosanna to the king praise god they wanted to make jesus forcefully they wanted to make him the king but jesus side stepped away high moments will come in everybody's life when the world when the satan will say we will give it to you right now you don't have to wait you don't have to take the bible way in other words you can cut corners work with us you can cut corners in every phase of our lives the enemy will come to us saying listen you don't have to wait you don't have to do god's way you don't have to do the bible way you can cut corners anybody who cut corners got cut out later on praise god jesus did not allow the cutting of corners but he went through what god had ordained for him praise god he went through what god had ordained for him praise god don't cut corners tell your neighbor don't cut corners whether you're a young man or a young lady whether you're a bachelor or a bachelorette whether you've been married for quite some time or you got recently married let me tell you when the world comes and knocks at your door saying that hey let's have a one night stand what you need to tell the devil is what you need to tell the enemy is you know we don't cut corners here 
We abide by the word of God. Praise God. I'm not going to cheat on my spouse. I'm not going to cheat on my wife. I'm not going to cheat on, on my husband. Praise God. There is no such thing in the realm of God calling instant gratification. Every instant gratification has a price tag to be paid. And when the price tag comes home, it will be something that you least expected in your life. No instant gratification. No need for delayed gratification. The gratification that God has ordered and ordained for every one of us is timely, timely gratification is aligning ourselves in the word of God and so if someone feels tempted, if the enemy is suggesting you to go for a one night stand you tell the enemy away from me Satan you have no right in my life, I am committed to my spouse, I'm committed to my husband, I'm committed to my wife I'm committed to my fiance I am committed to the Lord Jesus. Praise God. Just because you show your face to church, don't think that the enemy will come, will leave you alone. Praise God. Don't think that the enemy will leave you alone just because we show our face to the church. When we show our face to the church, guess who else shows up? Who else shows up? Huh? There was a great council up in heaven and the Bible says Satan showed up. Satan showed up. Where does that say? Job. If Satan showed up in the presence of God. Church is a place of fellowship. Church is a place where we greet one another with a, with a, not with just a kiss, but with a holy kiss. So when you kiss somebody, it should be a holy kiss. No other kiss allowed for the children of God. Praise God. Every other kiss, you save it for your spouse because the Bible, God has sanctioned that kiss as a holy, holy altar in the presence of God because the Bible says marriage is honorable in all and marriage bed kept pure. Don't mix this with that. All right? That's very important. So the high moments, the next one is the critical moments. What is the critical moments? We are saying that temptation can happen in the most sacred moments. I would have reworded that as a sacred moment instead of a sensitive moment, but I just got that word sacred moment now, so I will, I'll fix it, all right? In sacred moments, enemy will come, but sacred moments are sensitive moments where we understand the ploys of the enemy, number one. Number two, the high moments, the, when, when the world is pumping us up, and we are all pumped up and when we are ready all filled with pride ready to come down we need to be sensitive third is the critical moments the critical moment is when you see Christ up on the cross 
The world thinks it's a critical moment. The world thinks it's a moment of crisis. But Christ on the cross is not the moment of crisis, but it's a moment when Jesus is about to take victory. Praise God. But you and I will go through critical moments in our lives. When you and I will go through crisis moments in our lives. When you and I are in the heat of the battle. When you're about to be victorious. When the victory is right around the corner. When victory is knocking at the door. When you're just an inch away from victory. There comes the temptation. People will look at him and say, if you're truly the son of God, come down from the cross, we will believe you. Ah, hey, when you hear the same language, you need to put one and one together. You need to put two and two together. Years ago, three and a half years ago, before Jesus started his ministry, he said, if you are truly the son of God, turn this pebble into bread. If you're truly the son of God, jump and angels will take care of you. Now he's saying, if you are the son of God, come down. Critical moments. Crisis moments, when you're pressed, when you're pressured, when it seems that the bottom is falling apart, when it seems as if the sickness is going to take a toll, when it seems that the heaven is closed, when it seems that the heaven is shut down, when it seems God is silent, when someone is on the deathbed, You hear that voice. Even in that critical moment, the crisis moment, you hold fast to God. Praise God. Resist the devil and he will flee away from you. Praise God. Jesus, we love you. Thank you, Father. Mm. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Father. Shabara Kadarabao. Shamdala Rigamanahatura Andara. Every lying spirit, every spirit of deception, we bind you in the name of Jesus. Every confusing spirit. That tends to prompt into the ears of the men and women of God. To the children of God. Questioning about their identity in Christ. Questioning their gender. Questioning their, 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 their identity. Praise God in Jesus name. We bind it. Praise God. Father we want to align ourselves to what you say about us. What you say about us. Not what the world says. Not what the enemy says. But what you say. Grant us grace my father. We yield our lives to you. In Jesus name.